Hello and welcome to Luke's C2C League. I am Luke Probasco, and I'm here with... And uh, Dennis is joining us today. So, sure am. So we are going to talk a little bit uh, NCAA news. Got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about since the last time we did a podcast, so I'm going to try to go through it pretty quickly. Uh, we're going to talk about the, like I said, the news, um, go through trades, and since we got Dennis here, we can have him talk about some of his his trades and weigh in on some of the league trades themselves. And then um, we have NFL talk with Jacob, and then Dennis just to talk about what his thought process is with his team, um, why he likes to have all of the quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> Um, we're really going to dive into that. So, but here we go. Mahomes is for sale, right? What's that? Mahomes is for sale, right? Yep, for Javante yeah. Williams. That's pretty much his going rate. <laughs> All right, NCAA news. Grim, you're here. Alton McCaskill, ACL injury. You have about negative 12 running backs on your team. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that takes me down to three. 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 Uh, luckily, that was your pretty much only news in the NCAA world. Corey Rucker goes to South Carolina. He's on Ian's team. JT Daniels goes to West Virginia. Talk about a wild ride. Goes from USC. Then, hey, he's going to be the Georgia quarterback. Hey, they won a national championship without JT Daniels. Now he goes to West Virginia. So, that will be an interesting watch in West Virginia, see if he can drum up any NFL buzz. I don't know. I have a receiver for West Virginia that I actually think is really, really good. So I'm kind of, I think that's probably a quarterback upgrade for Caden Prather. I, I believe it is an, an upgrade. So well, Yeah, absolutely. His NFL buzz, though, moving all these teams, that's, He's got to have like a Joe Burrow type of campaign, yep. in my opinion, if he wants a legit shot in the NFL. And then we've got Emory Jones going to Arizona State. Doesn't seem like a great landing spot. I mean, they did run the ball a lot with Jaden Daniels, but Emory Jones just couldn't throw the ball a lot. I don't really know what Arizona State's doing as a football program. I think Herm Edwards is on the hot seat. I think he gets fired during the season. If not, he'll get fired after the season. I, I don't see him there very long. Last year, they just all they did was run the ball, whether it was yeah. with Jaden Daniels or with the running back. So. I mean... Then uh, Ian also had Brew McCoy finally commit to Tennessee. Um, he was... USC went over to Tennessee. I can't remember what he had. He had a lot of off-the-field issues. Didn't play at all last year. Enrolls in Tennessee. We'll see what happens. Um, Adam Randall, incoming freshman at Clemson, tore his ACL. But he's at Clemson, so I'm sure he'll be playing by week one because they don't care about anybody's player health over uh, in, uh, in Clemson. I don't. I don't get it wild stuff over there. I'll be interested to see if he plays at all this year because he probably shouldn't 
I mean, maybe the last couple weeks of the season if they want to, but he's have such to be a like December. So have to be like for bowl games, basically. So we'll really, I don't know. We'll see what that medical staff is like this year. I don't know. Um, then Jacob Demond Demas, he's just in the portal. I think he beat his girlfriend or something, and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go into the portal. Nobody sign him. Yeah. So. And then he got beat up by his girlfriend's dad. So. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Just, I mean, so many great signs going on here. <laughs> so, Demond Demas is available if you want him? Yeah. Okay. 15th round draft pick. Make it happen. An eighth? 15th. Take that. <laughs> uh, Corey Kiner goes to Cincinnati for Jacob. He was a running back at LSU. He's from. I'm actually really, I'm actually really excited about that one. Yep, he's I from the. He's but. from Cincinnati. Like, I think I think it'll be good. Um, Ige Hall or Ige, Ige Hall. Um, I think it's a Jai. Hall goes to Texas. We were talking uh, pre-show about all the things that he does that doesn't matter. He likes apples. He'll say he likes apples. Somebody will tell him, like, well, you don't like grapes? So, well, I didn't say that. Well, that's my point. That's... He just, he's a very different guy, and I think it rubs people the wrong way. I mean, like, he changed his profile picture on Twitter to him dropping a touchdown. Just because he, like, he just gets all this hate, but, I mean, I don't know, whatever motivates you, I guess. I mean, I really, he Nothing has come out that he's actually done where I'm like, oh, that's bad. That's what's weird about it. Yeah. Um, Kamara Wheaton goes from Alabama to SMU, and he is on Patrick's team. So now I'm, I'm kind of going through Patrick's team here. Uh, Carlos Del Rio Wilson, quarterback at Florida, left. He's just in the portal, hasn't signed anywhere opens the door to Anthony Richardson and I think Jacob wants Anthony Richardson. I think that's the word on the street. I do. Ian, just hear him out. Just hear him out. I, I don't think he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan Addison is in the portal. That is just a weird thing in general with the NCAA. You have the NIL and players are going to get money. That's the idea. Well, now, like, boosters are just like, oh, everything that we did under the table is now just out in the open. Okay, cool. Well, then you hear Jordan Addison is, in the, is going to go to the portal, and he's going to go to USC, but he hasn't entered the portal. And then you got people like, hey, what's going on? There's tampering. There's no tampering going on because state laws say that you can do that and the NCAA is saying no you can't do that that's not the intent of NIL it's you know the intent is to be like hey I'm going to do ads for Arby's get some money well well, who are you to say what the intent is NCAA like you guys are making millions off these kids like they need to get paid too and whatever so that seems to be a hot spot then the NCAA said 
we're going to do investigations to see if there's been any tampering, and then we're going to come after those teams for sanctions. Then you've got boosters, who a lot of the boosters are are lawyers or have lawyers that are better than the NCAA, and then they're going to file antitrust laws or antitrust um, against the NCAA, and the NCAA screwed either way. I think it's just going to be this big shit show that we're going to end up having. They've just lost so much control. Like, I, I mean, I, like, no one's afraid to go up against the NCAA right now. Yeah, could just be, uh, what was it, a few years ago when the NCAA women's basketball weight room was shown compared to, like, the men's. It was like, yep. hey, they may want to make you think it's great, but look, they give us a couple weights and not really anything else. NCAA is a shame. Time. Real quick on Jordan Addison, though. I mean, I understand transferring for money, but at the same time, he's set himself up where he's going to probably be drafted pretty highly. And he's kind of given up, like, a 50% market share for next season. Like, he would have gotten all the passes. But again. but who would you rather get passes from? Kevon Slopevis or Caleb Williams or Quinn Ewers? Like, if I'm getting 50% of them, I'll take Keaton in college game. I mean, he's, yeah. he's going to make up for it with volume. I mean, he, he's gonna, he would look probably really attractive to the NFL if he had stayed. He's probably going to look attractive regardless, but I'm just saying I, I, I don't completely understand transferring just for money when you're already at a place where NFL teams are most likely interested. Well, you also look at the track record, too. Like, Pittsburgh, you got Larry Fitzgerald, but then you go to USC, like, it just seems like USC just doesn't matter if they turn out in the NFL or not, but they get wide receivers to the NFL. Texas, they're all right, but, like, I just, kind of like Iowa gets linemen to the NFL, like, they get wide receivers there. So, I don't, doesn't matter... I mean, but is that a connection thing or is that a development thing? Because they're not developing Jordan Addison. Yeah. So are they just more connected to coaches and probably scouts? Probably. Because it they've had they have had multiple coaches there and still have players get to the NFL. Yeah. So. Um, I'd still rather catch passes from Caleb Williams. I think. Personally. I. Th- I think. For him when he's running. I think the college football world is going to be super excited for USC, and they are not going to be good this year. They're going to fall flat on their face, and it's going to be hilarious. Like, their offensive line is so bad, their defense is horrendous. Like, Caleb Williams will probably have good games because they're going to have to score 80 points a game because their defense is that bad. But also... I can see Caleb Williams not doing that great because their offensive line isn't great and they haven't had a lot of guys in the portal. And if you can't, like, Oklahoma had a good offensive line, so he could run around back there, do whatever he wants. Like, this one, it might just be running for his life. We'll see how it plays out. But I think yeah. college football world is going to just be hyping them up and it's just not going not gonna to produce, I don't think, this year. How high do you think their preseason ranking is going to be? Or do you think they're not going to be ranked? 
I bet you, I mean, it's USC. Like, I bet you they're top 15, top 20. I was thinking 14, 15 range is where they'll probably have them preseason. So I think it's dead wrong, but that's probably where they will be. We'll see what Texas, like, Texas is probably going to be top five, top three. Which is also crazy. Yeah. Yes. Because they'll give up just as many points as they score. Yep. They will probably go 500, just like most Texas teams. They also might score 80 points a game, though. Yeah. I'm excited for week one. Alabama, Texas. That... Do, do you, you want to see it? Get... Do you think it's going to be a competitive game? Alabama is going to roll. Yeah. It's Alabama not even going to be close. 20, 25, 28-point deficit. It's going to be like a high school game. It's, yeah. it's going to be bad. I'm, I'm honestly curious if they put – if I mean, they say it's a, a competition right now between Quinn and uh, who's their – Who's the other quarterback there? Casey Thompson went over to Nebraska. Then they've got... I can't for the life of me remember the other quarterback. But It's not a competition. But it's like, it's, yeah, I could... No like, I could see them having the other quarterback start game one just... <laughs> just so yours doesn't get killed. Just so you don't have the confidence that you lose like DJU did against... I think it yeah. was Georgia. Yeah. Like, I could see that, but also, like, you have also given up that you can't win because Quinn gives you the best option to win. So I think that will be kind of telling um, how that goes. Now, if Texas competes with Bama, let's say it's a 10-14 point game at the end of it, do you guys feel differently about Texas moving forward than you think? I think or do you think if they're going to have any shot of being competitive or winning – it's going to have to be on explosive plays, and they have like they have the tools to do that. Yeah. So I mean, they're either going to have to score seventy and beat Bama, or I don't know. I I don't see it going any other way. They're I not mean, going to, like the clock down on them. Week one, it's just going to be awesome. Texas, Alabama, Steve Sarkeesian, Nick Saban. Like, I can't can't wait. That'll be it'll be fun to watch. Like, and week one. College football's back. Thank God. Like that'll be that'll be fun. I've been kind of bummed that the there is all the spring games are done, and I don't have anything to like read anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got off track. Get back on track. Um, so that's done with Patrick's tweet. Has Dion Smith from LSU. He's just in the portal. Gary Bohannon. Quarterback from Baylor, he transfers to University of Southern Florida. I really like that move. Uh, UCF has, I think this will be year two. It might be year three. Um, But their head coach was the offensive coordinator at Clemson. They had two offensive coordinators. One, uh, so must be, this would be his third year, I think, because last year um, one of the offensive coordinators stayed behind, then Clemson kind of went downhill. Now he is now the head coach of, I believe it's Virginia. So as an offensive coordinator, if I become a head coach, I kind of want control of the offense. So we will see how Virginia compares. Um, But I think UCF is building something because 
I think they got the better offensive coordinator based on what Clemson did last year. Um, then Tweet also has Ulysses, Ulysses Bentley go to Old Miss from SMU. I think that's really good. They, I don't know if it does much for college football production, but Zach Evans went there. He said, I don't want to be a bell cow. I want to tread on the tires to go to the NFL. Bentley goes there. Like They always rotate backs again. I don't know if there's really any college football production. They might be a good bye week fill-in type, but should help each other to get to the NFL. Um, and then Chris Rodriguez, uh, he had a DUI a couple weeks back and didn't report to court. So I don't. I didn't see much more than that, and I haven't dug into anything, but I don't think that's a good thing. No. So. What do we make of these guys who are still in the portal? Like, shouldn't they be somewhere? You would or think is so. It at the end of May. End of May is like summer enrollment, so that that's when it happens, or what? I. Or is it like schools don't want these guys? I think it's schools don't want them. I think they're trying to drum up stuff and people just don't want them. Because then you have to, like, you know, all these people went to schools already, getting the playbook, getting acclimated. Mm-hmm. Schools have well, picked the guys that they wanted. And the other thing to think about is, like, you have that extra year of eligibility with COVID. Like, there's more talent floating around college football right now than there's ever been. Yep. Some of these guys just need to move on. Yeah. But. Well, I think a lot of these guys are trying to find the best offer for them, and they're treating it like the NFL because I do think Nil also plays a part in it. Some of these guys that are trying to transfer are probably wanting to see, hey, where can I get the most money? And I don't think it's like Jake, like you guys said, end of May, it's not there anymore. They People have who they want. You yeah. just got to buck up, go to a school, and make a name for yourself. Um, and then like Deion Smith is a guy that I liked, and I, it's like he's just still floating out there. I'm, I'm like I feel differently than I did, you know, a month or two ago. Or two ago. So uh, next up was Nate Grim, kind of Nate Marquise Irving goes from uh, Minnesota over to Oregon, and we'll talk about him in the trades. But he's currently on Nate's team. Kind of something interesting because I thought Cardwell was going to be the guy for Oregon. And then they brought him in, Irving in. So I, I don't know if that means that they don't really want Cardwell to be the guy. But it was interesting nonetheless to me. Well, watching Irving in Minnesota, he seemed like a true typical. He's not going to be your bell cow running back. He's going to be your third down back. He's great in space. Um, I didn't see a lot of Cardwell, though, from Oregon. Did he play much last year? I didn't think he did. He didn't get a lot of Verdell. Yeah, it was C.J. Verdell. So, I don't know. We'll see. And then uh, Brett had Jalen Robinson from University of Central Florida. He went to Ole Miss. Um, I like what Ole Miss is doing. They usually have wide receivers, DK Metcalf, Elijah Moore. But this group, what's that? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. They, 
they usually have somebody, but with this group, I don't really know who that is. And Jalen Robinson is a fast dude, so I don't know. They run an up-tempo offense. I'm not exactly sure how they use him there, but he's an interesting name um, going to a pretty good situation, I think, because I think it's an ambiguous wide receiver room and think he can do well. Well, um, Dart likes to air it out. Yep. Like he, I mean, he's shooting for touchdowns every play, which is part of his issue, but, I mean, he, he's wanting to go deep. And then uh, Tyler Harrell, he's not – he is a current free agent, but he is, he was on Louisville, and he went to Alabama. Um, makes me question a lot of things with Alabama. They have always, I don't want to say always, but they produce wide receivers. You play wide receiver for Alabama, you're going to go in the first round. Like I just assume that's what Nick Saban says. And they, they had a pretty good, you know, Wide receiver group with Ja'Cory Brooks, um, JoJo Earl, Aguilla Hall, and then they bring in Jameson Williams. He blows up. Then they bring in um, Jermaine Burton, um, which I thought he was going to be their deep threat guy. But with all due respect, Tyler Harrell is way faster. So, okay, well then what does that do for Burton? I don't think Burton may be finishes as high as he could have and Harold's maybe that just stretch guy where he's running 10 miles a game just go routes I don't know but then I think Jojo Earl's pretty good there in this slot but then maybe Ja'Cory Brooks does he have to fight off Harold I don't know how that goes because I don't think Jermaine Burton's going to be fighting off Harold I think they got to figure that stuff out but like they're bringing in transfer portal guys so do they not have the guys in the room to do what they want to do are they too young like I don't know I mean they're like you said they're first round draft picks they just plow them out plow them out plow them out make sure that you have somebody in line next year honestly that's what I think this some of this is coming down to I think with the way that they've approached their offense the last like five years, they absolutely value elite speed to just like take people out of the middle of the field and then be able to run somebody like Brian Robinson or Najee Harris. So I want to, I just want to bring that name up again. He's a free agent, so he's available in our supplemental draft. Uh, but Tyler Harrell, I think, could be a good get for somebody. He is ridiculously fast. Like, like, it's no joke. Um, let's see here. Jacob, can you, while I'm finishing up, can you look up, like, does he have a verified 40 time or something? Yeah, I can, I can look and see what I... But he is fast, but ju- just, if everybody else isn't familiar with him, we can kind of give him an idea. Um, so that is it for the transfers. Um, we're 23 minutes into it, and I, I said I was going to go fast, so... We'll <laughs> That's probably my fault more than anything. That's all right. This will be probably the longer podcast just because it was so long between our last our last podcast and this one. Something I want to talk about that's just interesting to me, the Big 12 has agreed in uh, 2024, I believe, 
that they're going to take in Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati. It looks like that might be going to 2023. I know that Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati are trying to work on a current buyout to get in this year. Um, I don't know if that will happen or not. But um, just yesterday, Tennessee changed their home opener in 2023 because they were supposed to play in Knoxville against BYU, and BYU is also going to be joining the Big 12. Um, So it looks like maybe 2023 is at least BYU is going to go there. Um, But just some interesting money to, to think about this. The AAC is looking to uh, for a buyout of fifty-two to fifty-five million dollars per team. Um, they currently make with TV deals in the AAC, they make seven million dollars a team. If they go to the Big Twelve, they'll make forty-seven point two million dollars a year. So it's like, who cares? Like, we're going to get so much more money. Like, sure, we'll go in the, the red and we'll make it up in a year and a half. Yep. So. We can't really go into the red, right? Yeah. It's nonprofits. It's nonprofits. So, that is something interesting. Um, the other thing is the NCAA Football Oversight Committee has recommended that conferences no longer be required to have divisions to hold a conference championship game. So we could look at the Big Ten no longer having divisions, the SEC no longer having divisions, things like that. Um, the AA, the ACC has already said they're mulling over for 2023 doing a 3-5-5 where they have three permanent opponents that they play each year, five opponents, and then they rotate the next year to a different five. So in your four-year career there, you will at least play each school one time. Do you guys have any thoughts or opinions on doing away with divisions and just having the top two teams just play each other? Sucks for Iowa. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, that's the goal, right? Who's the best team? That's the goal to find. So makes sense. It just sucks as a college football fan when there's only four playoff teams but yep what's really it's, good though is like if you have like two teams who are very comparable to each other I and mean, you got to make a decision on who's that second team into that championship yeah. game and that's people are going to be irate but uh just so everybody knows tyler harrell ran a 10 hundred in high school that is faster than devin akane in the hundred in high school and he's do and he's doing that now Kane's still running for TAMU. But. Um, the next thing I want to bring up is Bijan Robinson signs an NIL deal with Lamborghini. Uh, Jacob, how do you feel about uh, your top top guy, Bijan Robinson, dynasty running back number two uh, right now in the NFL, I would say? Um, how do you feel about Bijan Robinson signing with Lambo? So. The picture was really cool. But <laughs> I still don't get it. Like, why would Lamborghini want to sponsor an American football player? So I talked to somebody. Company, right? I talked to somebody, and they were saying, "Well, why not have an Italian company tie their face, 
to an up-and-coming guy in a country that loves football who's going to go to the NFL. And in Texas, do they have any oil there? Like They got oil in Russia, too. <laughs> they sponsor it over there. All I'm going to say is that I don't get it. I don't get it. Lamborghinis never – I don't even think they've ever had, a, like, a Super Bowl commercial. I don't remember seeing one. They've never they don't a Super Bowl commercial. Like you know who Lam, you know who Lamborghini is. Listen, Ford Mustang, that would have been a perfect fit. Just an American muscle car. I don't know. I mean, it's cool for him. Don't get me wrong. Especially if he gets a free Lambo out of it. But like, I, I just didn't get, I didn't get the fit for Lamborghini to sponsor this American football player when where they live, soccer is king. Maybe they just got the wrong football. It, it, they like the football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will. That is it for league news. We will get into all of these damn trades that were made. So, first, Jacob receives Bo Collins and Nate receives Keaton Slovis and the NCAA 804. I love Bo Collins at uh, Clemson. Keaton Slovis was great when he had Jordan Addison. Sucks for Nate. That's, that's about my analysis of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not like the biggest Bo Collins guy, but I kind of wanted, basically after the Adam Randall inter- injury, like I wanted some, I wanted a piece of that offense. And he's going to be that ex-wide receiver this next year. Um, then I received Devontae Adams, Tim Patrick, Marquez Callaway, $5 of NCAA fab for Jerry Judy and Cedric Wilson. All I can say is Tweet really wanted Jerry Judy. Um, but we had uh, a bit of back and forth with Jerry Judy has Wilson tied to him. Hey, they showed how much they wanted to use him before he got that high ankle sprain, which is kind of a wash season. If he turns out to be like that dude, then you have so much years left in Jerry Judy as opposed to Devontae Adams going to a new system at his age while he is the best there was an argument there, but Tweet really wanted my, Jerry Judy. My only thing with Devontae Adams and even like guys like Antonio Brown is their entire game is not predicated on athleticism. It is like complete, <laughs> like like Keenan Allen. He's he, so technical, he can play later than like most guys. Yeah, he yeah. will age well. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like uh, Jerry Rice gets getting a thousand yards receiving it in Oakland. Yeah. Dude was old. Still happy. Yeah, Judy, Judy really needs to hit for tweet. And I'm talking like five to seven years of wide receiver one, two, or three in the NFL for this trade for him to work for it to work out, in and, my opinion. And he needs to stop locking personal items of his girlfriends in the car. Yeah. But some of it was formula and because of a recall, formula is really hard to get to get right now, so like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then next, uh, Luke got Raheem Sanders, while Dennis got NCAA four ten, five ten, 
an 810. Grim, let's walk through this. I had tried to get Sanders earlier in the season. I had interest in him, but you came to me with this offer. I think you just wanted picks because you lacked them. Yeah. I mean, I've looked. I don't want to say I've mapped out all 15 rounds of the college draft, but... Only 14 of them. We understand. Yep, only 14. (laughs) But, no, I think with this, with still a lot of talent, not only coming in this class, I really like this class, by the way. This this, uh, rookie, or rookie, this freshman class coming in, I like. Yep. But there's still a lot of talent out there. Next year's class compared to this one, it's not even close. No. No, this... Like, for skill positions, not necessarily quarterbacks, but, like... Running back and wide receiver? Mm-hmm. No. Not into so, it. Yeah, I was just trying to get some middle draft capital, get some guys who can start for my team, because, as you said, I have negative 12 running backs right now. Three, I think, are healthy, and one's going to be out for the rest of the year. So try to get try to field a decent team. <laughs> Maybe I don't finish last in the college college season, but... We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, next, I requ- I acquired TJ Hawkinson and Miles Price. $5 fab. F- Nate got Isaiah Spiller, Evan Ingram, and Blake Corum. I'm going to tell you, I didn't feel great about this offer. Um, I just asked, I wanted to improve my tight end spot, so I asked Nate, you know, hey, what would it cost for TJ Hawkinson? And those are the names he gave me. And I'm like, well, I I personally still really like Isaiah Spiller. I think he's, like, the NFL told me to not like him, but I don't care. I'm going to like Isaiah Spiller. And I thought going into the draft, he was my RB2. I thought he was better than Kenneth Walker. He can catch the ball. He lined up in the slot, lined up as a wide receiver. Like, you can say he's slow. He gets caught from behind, but I don't slow. care. He tested it. He's not that slow. So, I liked Isaiah Spiller. I will say him dropping to whatever the fifth rounder, wherever he went, makes that trade look a lot better. Um, I think Blake Corum is going to do very well for Michigan. Um, but it is a Michigan player, and I you go there and everybody dies. They lose any value they have for the NFL. I don't get it. Michigan just can't put people... Tom Brady curse. Yeah. Um, Miles Price, I just like. I just wanted part of the Texas Tech offense, run and gun. I just wanted somebody, and he had he had somebody there. Uh, Dennis acquired Travis Kelsey, NCAA ten oh three and twelve oh three, while Chad got Kyle McCord, Terrace Marshall, Romeo Dubs. Tristan Ebner, 2023 NFL first round, and a 2023 NCAA first round. Speak for yourself, Dennis. Knee-jerk reaction trading Kyle Pitts. That one was always going to haunt me, but no. I mean, my roster. I I like my roster, so I'm like, if I need to go after, I'm going to go after a tight end. Let's make it the best tight end. I have a two- to three-year window to win it in our league, I think, with my running backs and wide receivers on my team. So, 
make a play for the best tight end, asked him what he wanted, and he said his team's old, he wants youth. That's I think, how the trade happened. I think right now it favors you, but I think Kyle McCord is the linchpin. I do, too. In that, where... C.J. Stroud goes to the NFL next year. Does Kyle McCord win that job at Ohio State? If he doesn't, does he transfer? Or is he too prideful? Like, he needs to transfer somewhere so he can get some draft stock. But I think for him to win the trade for Chad, he has to win the job at Ohio State and produce. Like, if he transfers, I don't think he gets the draft buzz that he would at Ohio State. Yeah, if McCord pans out, then it makes it either fair or in Chad's favor. But I think he could transfer, but he'd have to transfer to a big-time school and have a big-time year. Yep. But, and then Romeo Dubs uh, landing in Green Bay is is a a good thing for, I think, Chad, because that wide receiver room has a lot to be desired. Honestly, that's the piece that I'm kicking myself for. Is Romeo Dobbs. I think you'll be fine. I think I will too, but still. I got Kelsey. I'm good. All right, then Patrick, he trades with Nate, and he receives Aaron Jones and George Pickens. Nate receives Curtis Samuel, Zamir White, and David Montgomery. Um, I think Patrick yeah, gets, go Jones and Pickens. gets that side. Um, I get trying to trade Aaron Jones to get off an older running back, but David Montgomery is going to be going on his second contract. Like, I'd just rather have Aaron Jones than Montgomery. And while George Pickens, you didn't know where he landed, I still want him more than Curtis Samuel and Zamir White. Agreed. Any I think la- Aaron Jones is kind of interesting just because he doesn't need to be like a bell cow, bell cow running back. You know what I mean? Like he can still he can still score points as third down back for quite a few years left. So and we're a full PPR league. So and then uh, Nate and Dennis, I don't know. They trade. Nate gets NCAA. 1202, 1203, 1204, 1208. So Nate owns like the 12th round. And uh, Dennis gets NCAA 804 and 1510. Dennis just playing uh, the pick game. Yep. Trade to trade. I don't hate trade it. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. Trade to trade. Jacob trades with Dennis. Jacob gets 410 while Dennis got Moose... Uh, Muhammad, Dante, or Dante Demas Jr., and NCAA 11.04. Basically, I'm just looking to get some value from some of the guys that are, like, I'm not going to be able to keep them after this draft, so whatever I can get is good. So I would say Dennis won that trade because there's still value in Dante Demas Jr. in his senior year and then Moose Muhammad. But. Yeah, it's going to be it's, I'm curious to see who you get with that fourth round pick, to be honest with you. It'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I it probably will. Uh, then I am 
going to Mexico and working with Patrick, I get Quentin Johnston, NCAA 201, and NCAA 301. Patrick gets one, NFL 101, a.k.a. Justin Watson, right? Christian, Christian Watson. Uh, NCAA 205, NCAA 802, and 910. So I he asked me, will I sell it? I said yes, but my NFL team is horseshit and I obviously need the 101. So I'm going to take Christian Watson because he's at that point locked into at least a day two uh, draft pick. And that's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to set the scene here. Uh, Jacob was drinking a a monster here at like 9.06 PM. And I don't know what happened. I'm back. (laughs) Went down the wrong tube, man. But uh, then I was, I just gave him a list of people I wanted and started at the bottom. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to give up, like, I want at least one guy that I want. And Quentin Johnston is something that he hasn't really done a lot yet at the college level, but he has a lot of skills that I think the NFL wants. So that's what I'm just banking on. You got an NFL player who's got already going to make the NFL and then this is that's what I want. So I'm just hoping I get something there. Um and then move up four picks in the second round. Um let's see here. Yeah, I like Quentin Johnson. I mean I probably would have traded him straight up for Christian Watson, but no, Christian Watson for Quentin Johnson. Yeah. Um, Dennis, finally, all of his hard work paid off. He got Justin Herbert, Marquise Brown, NCAA 1005, and NCAA 1010, while Nate got Zach Wilson, Travis Etienne, Jalen Waddle, David Bell, Dallas Goddard, Marquise Irving, and Dontavian, Dontavian Wicks. Explain yourself, Dennis. I got Herbert. That's... <laughs> and also getting Hollywood after the six-game suspension for Hopkins. Hollywood looks a lot better now than... Yeah. So. Even before, he had a really good year last year. Oh, yeah. I... Because I'm not a Hollywood... I was never a Hollywood guy, but last year, I mean, he's yeah. he's, he's legit. He's legit. I'm just worried his cousin is going to eventually get in his head and he's just going to become a nutcase like freaking Antonio. And well, if he can produce like Antonio, it doesn't matter. That and uh, Nate gets, you know, we've we've all come to know Nate as a closet Jets fan. Yep. So he gets his Zach Wilson guy. Um how did how did that trade work with out of the quarterbacks is Zach Wilson being the, the guy, not like Trevor Lawrence or whatever like other he, 72 he, quarterbacks he, you have he, on your team. Um, He's actually approached me, it felt like, every month for Zach Wilson. Nate approaches year. a lot of people about a lot of people. He does. And thing I love about him. I offered, what was it, earlier – I offered to Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, not 
with some other pieces. It wasn't like the exact same players. But um, he said he just wants one quarterback. So I threw out Zach Wilson, who is my third ranked from that class that came out last year. Because I'd have Lawrence number one. I take last year. I don't count last year for Lawrence. Just Urban, that whole situation. I still like Fields' potential. That could be just the Chicago Bear fan talking in me. And then, yeah, but, but Lawrence, he played a part in Urban being found in that bar. Like, there's a <laughs> reason. <he's laughs> that could be true. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. But no, he. I pretty much. That was the offer, and then he countered um, wanting some different college players, and then, yeah, that's essentially Paint the picture. Like, this happened in Mexico, so Dennis could be relaxing, enjoying his trip in Mexico, and he's doing trades. I like it. (laughs) Uh, Then Dennis trades Marlon Williams. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know who that, that is. Um, NFL 204 and NFL 206 to Patrick for Drew Locke. That was a phone error because we were having connection issues. And the time I was working with Nate in that trade, I was also trying to get Patrick's 1-6 and those other second-round draft picks. So I had connection for literally maybe like five minutes. So I went through it real quick caught it the very next day i was like well this trade definitely goes in your favor because you got a starting quarterback and i get really nothing who 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 were 204 and 206 uh 204 206 for me was let me look at my five-star notebook real quick (laughs) kevin austin he's a rookie from jacksonville and then Andrew Ogletree, tight end, rookie from rookie to Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah. Not happy with that one, but it happens. It That's sure... why you don't do trades in Texas or in Mexico. <laughs> and then uh, Nate trades with Ian. Ian got Ryan Tannehill. Nate got John Mechie and Jamal Williams. I. Uh, I think Ian wins this one getting Ryan Tannehill like he's probably doesn't have a whole bunch of years left but he's serviceable and I don't know Ian's NFL roster off the top of my head but I think he's a good uh, third quarterback by week fill-in or or whatnot so yeah plus his his wide receivers he's got like I think DJ Chark's his eighth best wide receiver on his team so he's pretty deep wide receiver wise. So I think this was, I think this was a good trade for Ian. And then John Mechie, I think, runs routes pretty well. He's probably going to be a November play because he'll be out with his ACL because he hurt it, you know, in the playoffs uh, for college. So mo- hopefully Texas or the Texans are are smart, kind of hold him off and get their quarterback of the future if they don't think that's a Davis Mills or, you know, really better that team in the 2023 draft class. So it, it's more of a 2023 play than maybe a this year play. But Mechie shouldn't see the field this year. Houston should be playing for that number one pick. That He should not see the field this year, in my Davis opinion. Davis Mills is going to go out there and get him a playoff berth. That's going to be hilarious when that happens. 
Um, then Dennis and Nate have another trade. Dennis gets uh, the in his prime AJ Green, I think, is what he was sold on. Twenty twenty two NCAA thirteen oh five. Twenty twenty three NCAA ninth round. Nate gets the uh, six round or six point or six ten and a twenty twenty third NCAA fifth. Um, I think Nate. I think Nate wins, but obviously, Dennis, you wanted AJ Green, so you probably also feel like you somewhat won. So, uh, you know. Again, my window, two to three years with D Hop going down. Did that AJ Green back in that number two role. Did that trade happen post Hopkins news? Yes, I believe it did. Okay. If it if it didn't like if his suspension didn't happen, the news was breaking. Gotcha. Then the last trade was Patrick got a 2023 NFL first, and Nate got. 2022 NFL 1.06. Uh, that pick should have been mine. Which turned out to be. Give me a second. Danny Gray. So 49ers wide receiver. I like it. So that is all the trades. Now I will throw it over to Jacob to talk NFL. Yeah, so really just wanted to talk to you guys about any NFL rookie landing spots that you really liked originally for fantasy football, right? So David Bell to the Browns is one that I really liked. Um, Great. Transitioning to that wide receiver one role in the next two, three years. Um, I just was wondering if there was anything that you liked, whether it's on your team or someone else's. Well, um, I didn't really have a lot on my team, uh, but I traded plenty of people who went to good situations. Like, um, granted, I I traded Sky more away to to Patrick, but going to Kansas talk City. About luck, talk about looking into a perfect draft for Patrick's rookie wide receivers: Christian Watson to Green Bay. More to KC. Ah. I I like Sky more. He, but I also feel like I got really good value in my trade for uh, Sky Moore. He was a waiver wire pickup that I had my second go around, so I picked him up in week eight. Helped me win a championship on the NCAA side. Flipped him for I thought a good haul. He goes to a good situation. I think that turns out fairly good for both of us. Um, and then well, George. I still P- think you got the better end of that trade. And that then, trade that happened, I still think you win it. But Sky Moore definitely going to KC at least helps tip it. Also helps. I mean, depends more. on what you think of Calvin Ridley. I think he plays football again. Um, Patrick does not. So. I also think he plays again. Oh. I'm I'm kind of on the fence with that one. I think Sky Moore is really interesting. Because here's an undersized G5 wide receiver. The biggest hurdle that they really have is not being good in college or hitting certain thresholds or whatever, like for analytics. The biggest hurdle they have is getting drafted highly. And he absolutely did, and he went to a good situation. So I've I've been seeing him go at the 104 in some dynasty rookie drafts. So 
I just hope it's not another like CEH situation because oh, it's a really good situation. McCole Hardman, you know, hey, we're gonna draft him because Tyreek Hill is facing these allegations. We need somebody to fill that role, and he was, I believe, a second round pick, and I mean, he's shown flashes, but. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think either of those guys were actually as good in college as Sky Moore was. Nope. Like, Sky Moore was a dominant player, albeit at G5, but it didn't matter for the NFL, so it shouldn't matter to us. Um, so, it, it's interesting to see. It, it'll be, like, the size is really going to be the interesting part in the NFL, just because there's so much more press man that gets played at the receiver position, so he's probably going to have to play out of the slot. But look what they did with Tyreek Hill out of there. So what does Juju do? Does he play outside? Does he play slot? Yeah, probably. I would say he plays outside and MVS plays outside. And then the other thing I liked was George Pickens uh, going to Pittsburgh. Probably my favorite part was having Claypool announce the Pickens pick. Uh, I thought that was really funny. But that was also another, another guy, again, on Patrick's team that I think could end up being the best wide receiver out of this class. I think he could. Now, whether he does it or not, I think he's got the coaches to help him get to that spot. And Perfect landing spot for him. I Perfect. trust any wide receiver that goes to Pittsburgh. Like They seem to know what they're doing. Yep. I'm probably not as high on Pickens, but, I mean, I get it. Like, he's a big guy. He moves well. He can get open, but... Just not a ton of like after the catch happening. Yep. Other than fighting. Not like AJ Brown. No. Who was the best? Who was the best? Twenty twenty two draft pick right there for the Philadelphia Eagles. AJ Brown. You know what's crazy? I don't think he was. Ooh. Who's your favorite pick then? Um, probably Jordan Davis. Oh yeah. God, you guys had a good. You guys had a freaking. Saw A-plus draft for so, But my other thing is, with the trade with Tennessee even, it's like, they think Traylon Burks can fill that role. So why didn't we take Traylon Burks? Because Traylon Burks was actually used in a lot more ways than A.J. Brown was ever in college. And yeah. A.J. Brown was specifically a deep threat in college, and he has been in the NFL. We could use some guys running effective jet sweeps. I'll, I don't know. I'll take what I've seen from A.J. Brown over what Traylon Burks could be. I think no, Burks, I no, I, I think I Burks is going to be fantastic, but I like still I think... I wouldn't trade straight up Burks for A.J. Brown, but we had to give up additional on top of that first-round pick to, to go and get A.J. Brown, plus pay him a ton of money. A load of money, yeah. yeah. But I'm happy about it. He's probably my... He's one of my favorite receivers in the league, for sure. Not not skill position on the offense for fantasy, but something else that I really thought Nakobe Dean was gonna go to Baltimore. Like every time, I'm like I think that you're gonna do it, and then he goes to Philadelphia. I think that's you know another really good pickup. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty awesome when we bundle our two first next year to go up and get Will Anderson. Yeah, get ready. That's going to happen. I believe it. So Hertz, Hertz is the future? 2001 Ravens defense. So Hertz is the future then? I don't know. He won't matter. Hope defense will be so good you could you could just uh, Trent Dilfer it. 
we're going to run the ball. We're going to run bubble screens. We're going to run the clock down. We're going to maul you. That's what we're going to do, all right? As long as you don't bite kneecaps, because that's that's for Detroit. <laughs> that's what it takes. All right. So, Grim, I wanted to ask you, thoughts on the Bears draft? Overall, I liked it. Um, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. Um, I'm still upset because I'm with you with David Bell. I think... I think I don't know why what the NFL doesn't see in David Bell and why he slipped so far. I think the NFL is just like overvaluing speed at the wide receiver position. Like they are, and don't I think Velas Jones has some potential. I, I think I just I didn't see it in co- like you didn't see the production in college. I guess that's why five years. Is the yeah, I know. He's he's entering the league older than Darnell Mooney. Yeah. It's You should know. try to get I, him from tweet. Um actually <laughs> um, so yeah, uh I was talking to tweet about Vilas Jones and Calvin Austin, who I'm actually a really big fan of. Calvin Austin the third went to Pittsburgh in the fourth round, I think it was. I think he's going to be fun in that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. He's going to be the guy running the jet sweeps I think, down there. I think what they're doing is protecting themselves from Deontay Johnson. I think he's going to do special teams. And then Pittsburgh doesn't pay wide receivers. They probably want to get him to resign. And if he doesn't, then I think kind of Calvin Austin kind of molds into what they had Deontay Johnson doing is what I envision that Pittsburgh tries to do. Yeah, but Calvin Small, he's what is it? Came in at 5'8", was it, Jake? I think he might be 2'2'2 two, two, two Atwells, I think so. <laughs> yeah. But with the production in college. His, his BMI is much better than some yeah. of those other smaller guys, but still, I mean... There's much precedent for anyone under 5'9", other than Tyreek Hill being like effective at the wide receiver position. And just and before anybody says Tyreek Hill's 5'10", no, he's not. He's 5'8". Yeah, he, what, he, what was it, 5'8 and three quarters at the combine, wasn't it? Something like that? I don't think he – did he go to the combine? No, he didn't go to the combine. Pro day, pro day, sorry. Pro pro day. Day, he was 5'8". He's going to yeah. look great catching punts from, from Tua, though. <laughs> I can't believe they posted that video. No, that's crazy. <laughs> Did you see? Yeah, you I think I told you this. I think I told you this, Jacob. I'm not sure, but then they had a they posted a opening for media for the yeah I saw that. video media for the Dolphins. So that guy probably got fired or a woman. I don't know. But in that video, Tyreek Hill literally stops his route like he he's standing still waiting for the ball, and they're playing against air. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tua coming out of college, but man, I. They definitely gave so t- they definitely gave Tua all the tools, and if oh, yeah. he doesn't pan out, they'll know this year. I will say on the non fantasy side, I loved what my Bears did. I love the defense that we built. We got two offensive linemen for depth. I like what they did, not on a non fantasy impact, like just for my. Just as a strictly Bears fan, I liked what they did. 
again, for me, the biggest question is Vilas Jones. It's we're gonna see. Yeah, I, I, because I, I don't, don't see him as a number two. You need to do more to put around like Justin Fields in his second year because there's a lot of question marks even from the fan base with Justin Fields oh, because yeah. of last year. And then I don't know how much help they really gave him. They definitely helped their defense, and they're gonna win more games because of that. But no, I think uh, next year because next year we're gonna roll into 2023 with about 137 million cap space. So this year was all about trying to free up for next year. So I, for me, as a Bears fan, knowing kind of, I, I Luke knows I follow a lot of team salary cap situations and stuff like that. Like for me, the real test is going to be next year. Next year we're going to go after that true number one. We better let me rephrase that. We better go after that true number one wide receiver. We better go after that star offensive tackle if Tevin Jenkins doesn't become that, because I know that's what the Bears are hoping. I don't see it. But who knows? Obviously, I don't work in the NFL, so... We know that, Grim. We've seen how you construct your NCAA team and and your sleeper NFL team, and the city of Chicago thanks you for that. <laughs> Glad I'm doing them a favor. Because <laughs> I think the other thing that kind of struck me is, like, all the receivers on the Bears right now kind of have the same skill set. Kind of? They do. they do. I'm being nice, but they all do the same things well. Yeah. So I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It was perplexing to me. Who has a better wide receiver crew, Detroit or Chicago? Detroit now. Detroit. Detroit or Green Bay. Detroit. Isn't that I'll, crazy? I'll also say Detroit, but. But Green Bay's got the potential to have a better one because what? Christian Watson, I th- I think that guy's going to be special. I really do. Like I don't. You don't really? No. That's crazy. I'll break the tie. I don't. Wow. Again. Why not? Again, Dennis. The city of Chicago thanks you. <laughs> well, why don't you guys think so? I just, I just think he was, he was underproductive receiver even for North Dakota State. Yeah, but they ran the ball seventy four percent of the time. Look at Cal. I, I'm not saying. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at share. I'm looking at share, so it doesn't matter if they only throw the ball three times. He was still unproductive compared compared to his oh, peers. You're looking at okay. Yeah. Fair. So That's he is he is he fast. He can do fast. things. I just I think he'll be a better better NFL than he will be a fantasy asset. Um, so like a George Kittle type of player, better I, NFL tight end than he is fantasy. Uh, I would say I would argue that tight end is a positional advantage, and he would still be. George Kittle could put up three points in fantasy and be tight end one for the week. <laughs> so at least that, tight end four. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's isn't that crazy? So, oh, the drop off is just crazy. It is. Um, it's probably why you have to pay up for all the good ones. Yeah. All right. So then, what's an NFL player that you are looking to acquire? And off the top of your head, what would you give up for him? Who is this question asked to me, Luke? Anybody? Both. Both. We're trying to drum up some trading on the show. 
I think I would go like on Brett's team. I I kind of like I I look at like my team needs, and I've pretty much got two running backs, so I don't really have anything after that. My team I think is set up well on the NFL side, but if I have some injuries that happen at the running back spot, well, then I'm pretty much just screwed. So I think James Conner is a good um, target kind of for me. I'm not looking to give up a whole bunch because he's older. He's, you know, he's sh- he got through last year, but I don't really... Splitting carries with Chase Edmonds. Yeah, I just don't know how much... I'm probably not willing to give up a whole bunch. It would probably be like, at that point, Brett needs youth coming in, so there would be some sort of NCAA guys that I would give up for him um, that can help replenish that side for him, and it might help me bridge, you know, fix this year type thing. Because he signed a a two-year contract that's a big enough money that he's going to be there for two years. Um, another two guys I would say that I kind of am targeting would be Abram Smith on Chad's team. He was an undrafted free agent running back from Baylor. I kind of liked him, um, but he went undrafted, but then signed a $700,000 contract, $800,000 contract. Something got more guaranteed money than, round six and seven and maybe even five running backs. Yeah, yeah, Tristan Ebner came from Baylor too. And for some reason, I want to say his contract is on par or even a little bit more than what Ebner got with the Bears. So it's like NFL, I follow the money. Like this guy is undrafted, but I'm going to get paid more money than guys drafted in the. And you get a choice. Yeah. So he went into a good situation. Um, New Orleans, I would highly suspect that Alvin Kamara is going to get a four to six game suspension based on the things that happened over the Pro Bowl weekend. I haven't heard anything since, but I think a lot of people have forgotten about that. But I think he is somebody that could walk into. Like, I I think they have Mark Ingram. They have Mark Ingram there, I think. So, like. Yep, they re signed him. Or brought him, I should say, brought him. Back. I don't know how much he's got left in the tank, but like I think Abram Smith is a good guy. And again, Chad's teams needs youth. Hey, I'm not gonna make. I'm not gonna make a go for running backs until after spring, or like summer camps, because I'm not about to make a trade for an old running back to have him tear an ACL and maybe out anything. So I'm gonna wait. Till the season. Or not make a roster. Yeah. Do something like that. So, but those are, those are some guys. And then, uh, tweets got Cooper cup on the market. Really wouldn't mind getting Cooper cup. He's going to be super expensive. Um, and I've talked a little bit about tweet of like what his thought process is. I won't talk too much about it on here since we'll have him on to talk about it. But he's kind of doing the same thing that I'm doing. We're trying to build through the 
NCAA side and bring guys on. So it's also I find it hard to find trades to do with Tweet because we're trying to go along the same path. So it's kind of hard when you both have the same idea. But again, that would be I might be willing to give up a decent amount of NCAA guys to get Cooper Cup for, I don't know. Two, three years? Yeah, I mean, that's got, all you need. He's what, 20, he'll be 29 going into the season. So. so I think, again, and me and Belleville talked about it a little bit. It's also, I don't want to sell all of my college assets for... like me. <laughs> yeah. Or like, Nate. Nate had the best team last year. And he just got riddled with injuries, and he kept selling NCAA stuff to get college, or to get pro guys, and then TJ Hawkinson went down, and I can't remember who else he got that went down. Swift, I think, and it was, it ended up hurting his team, I think. Um, it's, I mean, he's he's done a really good job to replenish, but I think those are some things that... I watched what other people did, and it's like, oh, I don't think I want to do. I don't know how much I want to gamble with that. But sometimes you gotta gamble. I mean, that's part of it. It's just knowing when when to do it. Yeah. When to realistically put your put your team on paper and say, okay, what can I do in the next five years? Do I have a shot? Like I bet last year, Luke, you were looking at your team like, I'm I'm playing for three or four years and. Now you've got guys that just blossomed and made some great trades. Like your wide receiving room, somebody, Bateman. So if we're talking about people, you know, interest, you know, Bateman is definitely somebody I'd look at for. But again, what am I willing to give up to get him? Because my goal is to win now. So it's like my college assets, right? Like, where are they? I have wide receivers. Where are you strong? Wide receivers. Like, it doesn't make sense for a trade with you because I can't improve your team, in my mind, anyway. And when, I, and when I'm selling guys, too, especially, like, wide receivers, like, that have produced, it's like, because I've, I've gotten some offers from people where it's like, hey, I want to give, like, I want Jamar Chase. It's like, okay, well, what do you want to give me? And it's like, well, I hope that person turns out to be like Jamar Chase. Well, I have Jamar Chase, and he's young. Like, why don't I just keep him? So, that's... So, for me, I mean, with quarterbacks, you know, that's obviously... Yeah, you have 72 of them, I believe, which is odd because we only have, like, 35 roster spots. Yeah, how did... I don't know how that happens at all. And that's just shocking to me. I mean... What's shocking is only one of them's good. (laughs) (laughs) Don's yeah, really and, you, and you had to trade for him. Like, he wasn't even your guy. Nah. Well, I, I went into this draft. So last year, when we got this whole league started, I went into it with the mind, I'm not going to take quarterbacks. Like, my first four or five-round picks, I was not going to take a quarterback. I wasn't expecting quarterbacks to be available. Um, I took Christian McCaffrey, I think, number four overall. And I flipped McCaffrey for Taylor, Waddle, and Mike Evans. So, like, definitely won that trade. But then Trevor Lawrence in the second round where 
you know, you're looking at a talent. Again, it, in the NFL, it's so hard. What is a quarterback going to do coming from college to the NFL? So I took a shot on Trevor Lawrence, and I don't think I took another quarterback until Wilson at, like, round nine. Zach Wilson and then, like, Mac Jones in, like, 15. So I wasn't planning on taking any quarterbacks, and I got some young ones. So we'll see if any of them pan out. I have – I still have, what, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence on my team. So anybody wants them. I got Herbert. I don't I don't need all three of those anymore. <laughs> I'll take Malik Willis. How do you feel, Dennis, about Malik Willis not going in the first round of the NFL draft? I felt like you were warned multiple times by somebody in – could be even talking right now. Very possible. Somebody was not very high on Malik Willis. I know Jacob still likes his skill set and everything that he has, but I'm just not sold on on Malik Willis. Being a third-round pick, definitely – he landed – Let's, let's say this. He landed in a great situation. Like, Tannehill... He's not going to develop I mean, him. He's told him. He's like, hey, get out of here, kid. It's not First off, let's let's take that notion and throw it out the window. It's not an NFL quarterback's job to tutor the new guy. Sorry, that's what you have. You, have you even looked at Indeed.com? When I looked at Indeed.com, I mean, because that's how Desmond Ritter got the job. Over in uh, Atlanta, they they had it on, on Indeed, and it definitely says that. So, <laughs> but no, I mean I love him going to the Titans, but him falling to the Desmond, third round is Desmond Ritter's going to tutor Mariota. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that quick segue. Brian Edwards going to to. Uh, Atlanta, I'm kind of wondering if, like, Mariota's like, hey, I need a dude. I'm familiar with this guy. Go get him. I think Mariota's not very good, and he needs a bunch of jump ball guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's got a basketball team, so it's a good start. He absolutely does now. Yep. He might throw – he might be the Jameis Winston of this year. 30 for 30. (laughs) Do you uh, think Ritter can take the job from him this year? No, probably not. I don't either. Unless there's a unless there's an injury that forces the play. But that's the other thing. The thing I like about Willis is he gets to have that year. You have a guy like Ryan Tannehill. And I know it's he didn't get drafted in the first round, which scares me. Like I I'm I'm with Jake. I like his skill set. I think it will translate well to the NFL, but he is not NFL ready. I don't think any of these quarterbacks were NFL ready. And I know Jake wasn't there in Mexico, but hopefully tweet, you're going to listen to this. And when Kenny Pickett got drafted, that was probably the funniest moment out of the four days I was in Mexico. Yeah, tweet, tweet was not happy about that. Tweet was not happy. And we were watching it with some other people. There's no upside with Kenny Pickett. That's what I don't get. Like, he's going to step in. He's going to be fine. But, like, you could go find that tomorrow. But what if his hands get bigger? Plenty of upside. <laughs> it's, it's not the size of his hands. It's that they're, like, mangled. <laughs> yeah. That, I just, I didn't understand it. And, hey, we could be completely wrong. Pick it could be the next Drew Brees. I don't see that happening. But No, no way. Not, well, neither do I. But, again, we don't work in the NFL, right? We're not there to look at the talent. We're just 
we're just fantasy managers trying to do the best with what we got. Uh, so, Dennis, you, you mentioned Bateman. Is there anybody else that you're kind of targeting? Um, I'm looking at teams who need a quarterback, obviously, because I have three young ones. So who's not going to be competing this year for a championship and who could look at building their team in the future? So, like, with Brett, I've thrown out, you know, Mac Jones. I would love to get a guy like Rashad White who and, like, a George Kittle, which I know I've said a couple times – Love Kittle. I think he's the best tight end in the game, even over Kelsey, just as a complete NFL player. Fantasy purposes, though, Kelsey kicks Kittle's ass up and down the field. Like, I mean, it is insane to see the drop-off. Like, Kittle's best season was 225 points. He's only reached 200 once. And Kelsey's last eight seasons, I think it is, seven or eight, his lowest is 223. Like... It's like, who can I get? And those would be guys I'd like to target, like a Rashad White. Make my running back room younger. I have, you know, King Henry, Saquon Barkley, who's getting up there in age, who hasn't freaking played in the NFL, it seems like, at all. So, I don't know. Also, uh, I've mentioned it before. Ian's got a deep wide receiver, wide receiving room. So, he's also somebody who I would target as well. Like Hunter Renfro, you mentioned. Um, I love Jahan Dotson. He's probably he's probably my favorite wide receiver that came out this year. But yeah, those are some guys. And then obviously, I mean, you have the Adam Thielen. You know, he's another guy just for me because again, I'm in that two to three window that if I want to go for it, somebody on Chad's team that I could say, hey, you know, Thielen, what's his price? I have a young quarterback. Don't know if Chad's going to compete this year, but we'll see what happens. So you are a closet Vikings fan? Fuck no. <laughs> want Justin Jefferson? Everybody wants Justin Jefferson. So two Vikings that you want? Do you want Delvin Cook? Yes. Oh, okay. Obviously big Vikings fan. <laughs> Who's got Kirk Cousins? The Vikings are ridiculous in drafting know. Hall of Fame-like skill position players. It is... Incredible. They are, though. I mean, like, they just can't a, get a quarterback, but. It doesn't matter. Look at Thielen. Look at Jefferson. Cook. I mean. Stephon Diggs. I mean, it's a revolving. They, they do a great job in the draft. They do. Skill position wise. You mentioned it. Yes. Skill position wise. But yes, yeah, Patrick has people. cousins. Drafting defensive players, too. Yeah. Well, um, probably. The guy that I would actively be looking to acquire is DJ Moore. I just really like DJ Moore. Um, Corey, right? What's that? Corey's got him, right? DJ Moore, yeah. I think, yep. right? Yep. Um, it's almost once he gets a quarterback, it's wheels up. He's already serviceable and good now. Um, and he just got what? paid, so he's... Just got he, paid, he's locked in. He's what be- did he finish the year as last year? I want to you have that on look? I, I think look. it was seven. I th- right around ten. Was it ten? Top ten. I was going to say seven eight. But the pro- well, the, yeah, it might have been seven or eight. But the problem was, is all of his points were scored in the first half of the season. The second half just completely like fell off. So people are a little bit out on him. But I would probably give Antonio Gibson and another good player to he, get him. He was a wide receiver eighteen. Oh, 18. 
Either way, I would probably give Antonio Gibson plus another, probably not a great player, but a good player. That's at least that people would want um, on top of it. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. I feel like Antonio Gibson's situation is a little bit murky now. So is DJ Moore's until he gets that quarterback upgrade. So feels in the ballpark. Corey, I, I got Mac Jones for you. If you're interested in Mac Jones, DJ Moore, we can we can start talking. That's what I'm willing. I would to... not give Antonio Gibson up for Mac Jones. No, I, I would not give up Antonio Gibson for Mac Jones either. I just can't get around Mac Jones. It's kind of the same Kenny Pickett deal. I just okay, I got, I got I just, Trevor. I don't know Lawrence. the upside. I got Trevor Lawrence too. Fields is pretty much the only rookie out of that quarterback room for me that's not going anywhere just because Bears might finally have a decent quarterback yep. I'm trading after trading for him I don't think I can trade him away alright lightning round who are two players that you hope to get in our NCAA supplemental draft they do not have to be your top two players just two players that you're hoping to get middle rounds late rounds whatever Tayshawn Henry Houston. He's probably going to start now since Alton McCaskill's going to be out, but he has no NFL value, so it's that's more of a you know college college play there. And I don't know, Mitchell Tinsley maybe Penn State. Obviously, I'm staying away from the great incoming freshman class and if people want to do their homework and find out <laughs> who's going to be good from that class but I'll stick with people who are in the free agent wire and say probably Tinsley and uh, Tayshawn Henry for me would be two targets I'd like to get somewhere in the middle rounds um, for me I would say I'm going to try to do like some middle round guys that like I hope to come away with uh, but if I lose out I lose out but hopefully hope Hope the group look at guys. Um, Isaiah Na- Nayor, I like as a wide receiver. I believe he was at uh, Wyoming and then goes to Texas. That offense is going to be explosive, I think. And he did really well. He had, like, I don't know, a huge market share. Like, he's a breakout. I think he's actually 40% of their whole offense, even if you include rushing. So, so yeah, it's, that was an insane number. It, and, North of north of thirty five. North of thirty five. The crazy part about him in college is he was primarily a deep threat. He was not getting bubble screens and getting all this yardage. No. He, he didn't have that many catches. So I'll be who he would be, you know, he's gonna be an explosive offense. He's a guy in the middle round I would definitely take a a shot on because hey, he he could pan out. Um another guy I really want you guys to just all stay away from him. I've mentioned to you some people about him, but he is a freshman, Boise State running back, um, Ashton Genty. I'm just a big fan. I did an interview with him, um, put that out with uh, Campus to Canton, um, a podcast that I found mid-season or so. And they talk fantasy football, so if you guys want to listen to that, I think they've got some good information there. Um, but I did an interview 
with Ashton Genty, so that's out there. But like after um, this year, we got I think uh, what's his name uh, George Halani's got two years because of COVID, um, but he's gonna be like a, a receiving back I think. Um, so he's he's got potential. Maybe he's better um, than Halani, which. I think he is. I just don't know if that's what Boise State's going to do. or if Bo- I don't know much about Boise State to know if they value seniority or how that works. But they are one of those top schools in the Mountain West that plays a really tough schedule every year. They kind of show they've got Alexander Madison. They've got a couple people that they've put in the league. Um, Cedric Wilson, that uh, Shakur... Um, I think that and then uh, Stefan Cobbs wide receiver for Boise State I think he's going to really show out this year so those are kind of like mid round guys um, I guess I'm going to have to probably spend up because I talked about him here um, that but I I do you even have any mid-round draft picks? No. I swear, looking at your team, it looks like you have 10 first and second-round draft picks. No, I don't have like, any mid-rounds. I did it. Th- what is your latest pick? Is it like Everybody's eight? wondering why I've been trying to keep moving up. It's because of Luke. No shit, right? Why? Like, what? what? You're going to be done drafting, and I'm still going to have like 10 picks left. Oh, let's see here. I'll, I'll look that up. But those are, those are some mid-round guys that... And then... Um, What's his name that I mentioned? Uh, Tyler Harrell uh, going to Alabama. Alabama wide receiver, if he happens to get a role, like that could be something. So those are, those are some guys that I think should be in the, you know, probably that six, six round, five round, something like that and, and beyond. I think those are some guys. So, two guys for me, I kind of went with like a late round approach because I was called chalk at one point in this uh, in this season. So, kind of late round guys that I am interested in are going to be Chris Bell. He's a wide receiver. He's going to Louisville. Um, basically, just a size speed freak. He really doesn't have the high school production to be kind of move up into that top tier of wide receivers. But I think he's ranked, what, in the 90s? Anyways, I'm very interested in him um, in the late rounds, obviously. Mid think, to late, actually. I think he was, was he a three-star? Yeah, yeah. three-star. And my next guy is actually a two-star. Um, he's going to Wyoming. It's LJ Richardson. He's out of Nebraska. Um, absolute size speed freak, and Nebraska is ridiculous for not offering him. Because he yeah. has all the school production in the world. I also thought the two-star rating on here's him was... Here's what, well, here's what's really crazy, is that he got a two-star rating, he only got one offer. Yeah. But now with the transfer portal, he, I could see him stepping in day one and being better than everybody at Wyoming. Yeah. Um, 604 is my last pick. Of my That's tw- what I mean. Of my 12. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. Don't mess him up. Yeah, I hope I get something. Yeah. You'll have, so how many picks do you think you have? All of our picks are going to probably be messed up in some way. 
yeah. I have 12 picks. Except yeah. For- I'm going to take somebody in the first round that's not going to pan out. Like, that's what's going to happen. It could be even. Yeah. yeah. I'm, well, that's all right. If you have one of those, you have five first round draft picks or four? Uh, four. One, 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 two. One. Th- three. Because Jake has one, four, right? And then one, five. And then you have you one, five. Six. And then Jake's got one, six. Yep. Yeah, I've thought about trying to move up again in the first, but it's like, like I trade. I had one. I like two. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that. He's all that right. all it would take? Is that all it would take? Really? You Just look good with Bijan. <laughs> I think I'll stick with James and, and Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be like one week a year where all three would just like go off, and I'm gonna have like a thousand. Right. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Healthy Derrick Henry. I just want Saquon. For me, I, I do think Saquon's a linchpin in my NFL season, on my NFL team. Because if Saquon stays healthy and can even just be a top 10 back, I think I think my team's going to be tough to beat. So we are approaching an hour and a half. This is going to be a long one, so sorry, guys. But I've had a blast. Dennis, can you? We haven't even got to this part yet, but can we talk about your your team, your strategy? You talked you talked a little bit in the whole you know the whole grand scheme of things, things you were trying to do, uh, trades that you made. Um, when you initially, you want to talk about when you initially drafted, what your thoughts were. I mean, you talked about your quarterbacks, and then things for this year that you're trying to do. Looks like you're trying to win on the NCAA or on the NFL side. Talk about what you're doing, what you're trying to do on the NCAA side. Um, the people of Chicago would like to know. Perfect. Well, so going into this, my thought process was, I think last year on my NCAA roster, I think I had somewhere around 20 freshmen going into, like, that I drafted because my window, what my whole plan was a three three-year window in my NFL. I wanted to build my NFL team, get that team solid this year, and then bring on over my freshmen and stuff. And then that's kind of like what happened with Nate. You know, I've had some, I had some injuries. I traded some players that I really wanted to get, where I traded players that I really wanted, and I had to give up young talent to do it. I think the biggest thing for me was misreading said coast to coast bylaws. Since I traded college picks when I thought they were only going to be available for incoming freshmen, so I think that was definitely a big mistake. And, and then how do you how do you read the bylaws? I know Tweet has a really hard problem of reading in general, but like, where can you like find that at? So like, you could help him. I literally have it on my homepage, actually, on my phone. It's oh. actually one of my. I actually downloaded it on my phone for one of my little apps that I can use. Okay. So if I, I have a question on the bylaws, it's on the second page of my home screen. I, so I just I thought you transcribed everything into your five star notebook. No, that's just my team. <laughs> that's just like my teams, additions, ads, players who I want, my draft picks. But actually, yeah. have to put it through Google Translate and then have it like talk to me. <laughs> Is that what you do, Jacob? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just not much of a reader. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm a, I like, I've always liked writing. I've always liked reading. I think it's just visually more appealing. But getting back on the team, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I built my team pretty well on the NFL side. Um, I think I even have – I like a lot of my depth at running back too. Um, you look at some of the players like – Naeem Hines, who hopefully, quote-unquote, hopefully gets a little bit of a bigger role now that he's healthy again because he was injured a little bit last year. But people know, being a Bears fan, Khalil Herbert, I think he's better than David Montgomery, talent-wise. So having a backup that I think is better than the starter. Yeah, and then just the young quarterbacks on my team. You got a very good starting starting lineup and I I think a lot of it's going to hinge on not a lot but there's going to be some hinge on Michael Thomas you went and acquired him I don't remember who you got did Belleville did you have him yeah it was David Bell Mike Thomas and Goddard Goddard for Pitts so Michael Thomas is going to be a big one. Um, there was a report that came out the other day that said he's on schedule for his rehab, and part of me is like, all right, that's good to know. Second part of me is like, wait, what the fuck is he still rehabbing? Like, yep. has, hasn't played in two years. So I don't know what to make. Well, of... he had another surgery last year, wasn't it? Like in the middle of the season he had a surgery. So. Or was it at the end of the season? Do you remember, Jay? I think it was at the beginning. It was at the beginning. But I think... I want to say he did something to clean up scar tissue recently. So that might be the rehabbing that they're talking Go. about. Yep, he had a scope done, that's right. So, I think that, you know... Not like it's going to make or break you, but could you know make you over the top or... I mean, that'll be a big thing. Yeah, and kind of the deal with that is... We were all excited because Jameis would be throwing the ball to Michael Thomas and we might actually finally see that. No longer slam boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other big linchpin, you know, I have those three second-year quarterbacks coming in. If one of them performs as a top-20 option, again, I, I like my team there. Um, college side, it's going to be trying to – I think at this point this year is a lost cost for me, obviously. I don't have a lot of players that are actually going to be playing. So it's just trying to fill with, I think, some college assets for production-wise just so I can be competitive because I hate losing. But then really trying to dive deep in this freshman class. And that's why I keep trying to acquire more more picks that I can so I can try to get that's the I thing. That is, I can't. One thing that I really like about college side is that there's so many ways to win on the college side. Yeah. Um. So while you have a lot of holes, as long as you have picks, I think there are plenty of college producers that you can get to help get you competitive within one year. You have 15 picks, like you can almost rebuild on the fly on the college side while they might not be the NFL side. Hey, I can be competitive. And then if next year, Hey, that didn't work. 
I want to keep my picks and then try to get the the Devi type guys next year. I lost a year. It, it's not great. I got to figure out, you know, how I'm going to bridge that on the NFL side if I'm getting older, if I've got the youth, things like that. But I think that's the cool thing about C2C is you have multiple ways to win and there are college producers in the Mac, you know, things like that that you can – and I think Mac players are great because they're going to play those cupcake games and you're like, well, fuck it, I'm not playing them. Well, but yeah, then once I, the Mac season I mean, starts, Mac action. Yeah, I drafted early. I drafted Malik Willis, Grayson McCall early in last year because I knew they were going to be college producers with potential on the NFL side. Obviously, we'll see with Malik Willis and see what Grayson McCall does this year. But yeah, I mean, I have in the last three rounds, I have nine picks, and those, and just by looking at people that are still going to be available. I mean, if you map out a hundred and a hundred guys that should be drafted, you know, there's still going to be college players. Hypothetically, because like, you haven't done that, right? No, of course I haven't done it. Why? Why would I do something like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's say, for example, it gets to round thirteen, and you're looking at I don't know tight ends. You could have a guy like a I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself for giving this name out, but Jaheim Bell from South Carolina. He's not last until the thirteenth. No way. Well, no shit, but, like, Zach Koontz. He's also got a tight end. Jaheim Bell? Yeah, he is. put him in there for fantasy, but he's not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. He's both. He's a wide receiver. They brought all... He's Kyle Pitts. They brought in... Worst version. A worse version of Kyle Pitts. They brought in Austin Stogner. Um... I think you. I think uh, South Carolina is going to be a fun team to watch this year because they brought in a lot of really good. I mean, they brought in everybody, but so we'll see how that that goes. I mean, they beat UNC last year in the bowl game, so they'll be an interesting team to watch. You mentioned Koontz from Old Dominion. He's a good, yeah, very like, good player. Just trying to find some of those players at the back end that can, again, like you guys said, can really help make my team at least better and more competitive. So. I'm going to I'm going to you keep talking about your team. I'm going to find a tight end that I really like that should be taken later. Um but you keep talking and cause I think he's a for cheat code. I like I like the wide receiver Jaheim Bell more than Michael Mayer. Is that to me or you? That's to Luke. Luke. Well, I'm Luke, What's up? I said, for what it's worth, I like wide receiver Jaheim Bell more than Michael Mayer. Well, they play two different positions, so. True. Not, not too, not too worried about it. I don't think he's super. I don't think Mayer's like super athletic. He is a. He'll be fine. What do they call him, Baby Gronk? But I think, I think he is a can be used as a less athletic TJ Hawkinson. Like, maybe Dallas Clark-esque with, like, kind of where he's going to be used in the field. Like, he'll bully over. Like, he's not as athletic as Gronk, but maybe... Hold on. Dallas Clark, you do know Dallas Clark jumped over a Purdue guy for, like, a 95-yard touchdown, right? That's Dallas Clark athleticism right there. 
Anybody can do that. Like, no, I can do that. Trust me. Yeah, with, with your broken foot, too? Broken foot and all. Gosh, where is this guy? And closer to, like, maybe Pat Fryermuth. I can see that. Yeah, I like that, Tom. Got a question for you guys. Quarterbacks, um, like the juniors going into seniors. So, like, your uh, Rocky Lombardi, Logan Bonner, Chase Rice, a couple of the smaller schools. What? How do you think people in our league view those kind of guys? I, I can I don't, speak for other people, but I don't want any of them. Right? Yeah. That I yeah I, that's why we're having you on so we can talk because like that, it's hard to evaluate trades because I think this person is, awesome, you think this person is trash. Well then that hey let's make a deal. It's really hard to to go between the NFL and the college size because people have, either one they have no idea, what they have or two. I really like this person, and it's going to take a lot to get him off. Like, it's just really hard. So it's it's nice to hear strategies, but I'm with Jacob. Like, I don't want any of those people. Like, now if one of them had like well, a crazy arm or was able to run like crazy or something like that, like a trait that I could that just jumps off the screen, then I'm probably interested in anybody, regardless of what production they've had up to that point. So, so th- I found the the name real quick, uh, Bryson. Nesbit, tight end, North Carolina. He was used all spring and in their spring game in the slot, and he's a tight end. So there is a chance you get wide receiver numbers in a full point PPR league at a tight end. So he could be kind of a, a little cheat code. But I think, again, one of those late. I won't get him because I have all those top picks, but I think he's a name to research or be aware of for middle, late rounds. Because if they happen to use him like that, I mean, he hasn't done a lot, but like if they happen to use him like that, Titan's hard in our league to find. Yeah. Well, Luke, for, I mean, you kind of... For some you're, you're the unicorn in this draft because you don't have any late round draft picks. Right. So all your picks are going to be damn near five-star recruits coming out this this question was more like uh so like like me we'll use me for example because i i only have three viable options and then a dart throw with one of the starting iowa quarterbacks like for me getting a guy like a logan bonner from utah state just to throw in as a starting lineup like that i I find value in but it's not something i would actively go after like i'm not going to waste an eighth or ninth you know i'm not going to i'm going to wait till like the 10th 11th or 12th round on guys like that yeah um how do you think the league's going to view production current production in the college ranks now compared to the incoming freshmen i think it's going to be split i think you're going to have some teams that are going to go devi heavy and i think you're going to have some guys that go more towards the college side. I don't know who they are yet, but I think based on how the first draft went, I think you got a split league of leagues that want 
college production and league that wants shots on Devi guys. I think it's split. That's my that's my thought. Yeah, I can tell you right now that outside of maybe the last couple rounds, I'm not taking anybody that doesn't have a shot at the NFL. Uh, yeah, I'm probably all my picks will probably be freshmen. With that being said, if you want a tight end sleeper, Ben Urosic. God damn it! Shut up, Stanford. If you need, if you need tight end, why? He's on my list. He's on my list. I kept that name under wraps. Thank you, Jake. Should I announce another tight end? Go ahead. Sure. Malik Carr. Who? Malik Carr. Go get him. I don't have him on my list. Where's he at? Top of your list. Put him at the top. Okay, top of my list. Right now, where, where does he play for? Oh, I'd have to look that up. I was just looking at his stats. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Michi- know Mi- Michigan I don't, State. I don't know about me, but Michigan State. So you should know about him. I don't. What was his name? Malik Carr. Played wow, there's other other players from Michigan State that I'd rather have. Should we talk about him? Yeah, we should. Sure. Yeah, sure. Where do you guys think like a guy like Jaden Reed would go? In- See, I think. Him not going to the NFL this year actually hurts him. Like, I think he should have gone this year to the NFL. I think it helps him because he's going to dom- – like, he did pretty well last year. Um, if I remember right, he originally started at Maryland maybe um, or somewhere, did well, transferred, went to Michigan State. Or, no, he was Central Michigan. Maybe he was Central Michigan. He was one of the smaller Michigan schools. Yeah. Maybe Central Michigan – did well, transferred, did well at Michigan State. Yep. Then he'll probably 50, do well again this year. He had like 50, 50 to 60 receptions for over 1,000. So, like, I think there are some people in this league that I think he's probably one of the top, like, kind of returning names because he's close. He's going to go to the NFL draft next year. Um, I agree. So I think I, if I you, think he's a top ten, he's a top ten option from the existing players in there. So I think you have I some. Would. I think you have some guys that will t- want him, and might take him in the first round or second round of a draft, because hey, he's going to go to the NFL sooner, while I'm going to in the first and second round take freshmen that I hope have a chance to be studs and will produce in college because they're five stars. Like, that won't be, like I said, Reed won't be on my team, but I could see some people thinking that. Oh, no, yeah, I I, I like Jaden Reed. I like, I said Mitchell Tinsley earlier from Penn State. I don't think Mitchell Tinsley's as good as Jaden Reed, but I think Mitchell Tinsley's a solid player. I think him transferring to Penn State and going with Sean Clifford is going to help him. If he has NFL aspirations, which I think he could be a late day two, but more realistically an early day three pick, 
he's a, he's another guy that sh- should be targeted somewhere in the I'm going to say early mid rounds, like your four, five, six range. If you're targeting this type of play, you know, if you're targeting the players who are already been in the college ranks and not coming in from incoming freshmen. Um, two other names I'll throw out there. Um, since this we kind of went just off track and just like talking about other names, but quarterbacks. Oh. What? I'd rather do that. I'd rather do that anyway. Like it's, it's more fun. Well, yeah, we're giving you all the names. We're trying to help you out, Dennis. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I'm loaded at that position. So, um, college producers only. Um, Darren Granger. Uh, there will be a podcast coming out soon. I did an interview with him. Text uh, Georgia State uh, quarterback. Um. He did really well. He's got a lot of rushing upside. Fun fact, he has an NIL deal with a potato salad company. So, <laughs> I like that guy. What was his name? Darren Granger, quarterback. Yeah, rush, rushing upside if he keeps eating potato salad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think it's Daquan Finn, quarterback. He was a freshman that played a little bit at Toledo. Toledo. Um, yep. I think he's a, a good... Mac, Mac should, like you're probably not going to want to play him his whatever three cupcake games he has because they're going to get crushed by whatever power five team they're playing. But after that, Maction like gloves off, like anything can happen. Oh, I agree. He's I have him. He's a he's another guy who again later rounds because I'm with you guys when it comes to early rounds. I think you'd be foolish not to go on the freshman side, personally, because there's more up. I think there's more upside with people that are coming in than we already had the shot on these guys once in our draft, and then two more times during free agencies, and they're still out there. Like Jaden Reed, kind of a question mark. Like he probably should be on somebody's team, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Daquan Finn, also staying. Chase Rice with App State. Stay, staying kind of within that range, I think he's going to be a fun quarterback for somebody to pick up. He won't be on my team. He's a junior, but he'd be a fun guy to look at, see who takes, see if anybody's willing to take a shot on him because he's, I think he's going to put up a lot of points this year. Other guys I like are like Carson Steele, running back of Ball State, um, Harrison Whaley. Uh, running back from, I believe, Johnston or Urbandale, um, yeah. who yep. plays at NIU. but And they like to run the ball. They actually, fun fact, I believe. Um, uh, don't, fun fact, followed by I believe. <laughs> don't fact check this. Uh, but I do think that they ran the ball at a higher rate than any other team in collegiate football. Minus the service academies. Nice. So, if there's a running back you're looking for, maybe Harrison Whaley or... I know he got hurt towards the end of the year, um, but I don't know. Who else do they have there? For, somebody else. For running back or wide receiver? Running back. For running back. I'll look it up. Um, I feel like there's a question on whether they were going to split time. What school? Northern Illinois. 
Yeah, got... I mean, I think three of the guys that never left my starting lineup last year were all Appalachian State, Wyoming, you know, places like that. So, Ty J Spears, another running back, Tulane. Think he's going to be a sophomore this year? Ontario Ontario Brown is the uh, other running back yeah. that could get some time. He's a freshman, right? Um, give me a quick. I thought there was a returning back. So, Ontario Brown is draft eligible in twenty twenty four. So, he would be oh, okay. he would be returning. But yeah, but I really like that NIU team. I think Rocky Lombardi is going to be fun to watch in that for that team. It's going to add a running dimension to their quarterback room. And I like. I think he's a sophomore. Uh, I think Travion Thomas. No, Ruta uh, Rudolph. Travion Rudolph, I think, was his name. He pretty much ran goes. I, I have. I'm in another C2C league. That's a 14 team league, and he was on my team, and he was a freshman, and he scored me like. I'd have to look it up. I think he scored me like 50 points one week. Because that league also counts uh, punt and kick return yardage. Um, and then also he had like three touchdowns over 100 yards receiving and like two punt returns or something like that. Well, we should do that. And then I'll throw Charlie Jones near the top of my list for Iowa. Yeah. You draft all the Iowa guys you want. Charlie Jones, pick, what do I have, 2-4? Write it down right now, Charlie Jones, Iowa. Charlie Jones. How are you going to take Caleb Johnson? <laughs> that is, tough questions here. He was like, why are you giving away all my freshmen? Well, I mean, obviously. I gave this one away a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good question, though, because... Somebody like takes him from me. 
because I feel like I'm way too high on him. <laughs> but it is what well, it is. Follow my process. I just I just don't think he's going to get their early run at Iowa. It'll be it's Gavin. Be, yeah, it'll be Gavin. It's gonna be Williams. Gavin Williams, and then it'll be Lashawn Williams. It's going to be those two as the one-two punch, and then. Gavin's probably going to make the same mistake Tyler Goodson did and try to leave early because he's got NFL skill set, but he's he's not an I don't think he's an NFL running back in Gavin Williams. But I thought Tyler Goodson went about where he probably should have. Even though I think Tyler Goodson is going to be a good fit on an NFL team, I I just don't see I don't see Johnson getting the run early. I really don't. He's, he won't get his chance maybe until... As a, maybe as a freshman after that. I don't see how he doesn't. I hope so. I like I I think he's... I'm with you. He's probably going to be the best running back that's come out of Iowa. Or that's oh, wow. gone to Iowa for a long time. I mean, we're talking 215. Dude can move. Yeah. I like him. Corey, that's... that's that's not key for you to take him since you're the other Iowa fan in this group. Corey will take him in the first round. Probably. <laughs> so, well, this went a lot longer than I anticipated. We're, we're approaching two hours. Um, this will be... If you, pro- cut down, if you need to cut down on time, you can uh, cut out me choking. <laughs> no, leave that. You can cut out some of my rambling, but leave that. You gotta leave that. That's uh, hilarious. With this, with this whole new thing that I'm, I'm trying here, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna do any cutting. So this is just gonna be a super long episode. I apologize. I'll wait to the very end to apologize to everybody that it's this long. But it's, it's the ten of us. I think there's really good content, you know, in it. And if you're not following like a lot of the college stuff, I think. I'm talking about some of the transfers is a good idea. You're going to hear about some of that. Like I, I just find some of the NIL stuff and the media stuff interesting. I like to just talk about that. We talked about our trades um, and then got to, got to hear a little bit about Dennis and, and kind of what he's thinking. So again, Dennis, it sounds like you're trying on that NFL team. You're trying to win it this year. You're selling you don't, the next three. Yep. So, that that's kind of what where Dennis is coming from, and he's in a between a rock and a hard spot right now because he doesn't have the NCAA talent to trade for NFL talent. So then it's going to be hard. He's going to be having to come after NFL talent, and I don't know what he's going to do to to get that NFL talent. I'm going to wait after this draft, and then I'm going to get more picks, <laughs> and then I'll sift through those. Now, I don't know. I Again, I like the way my NFL team's built. So I don't know if there's going to be much more transactions on the NFL side, except maybe a couple more trades. I, I wouldn't mind adding wide receiver depth on my team. Just, I mean, I love my wide receivers. I think I have five to eight options that could be top 25 plays. But again, I only have like nine wide receivers. I think now 10 after my additions. I I won't get into you know my whole theory yet. Me and Jacob are going to do uh, one maybe later this week of where we talk about our theories, but everybody went running backs, so I zigged while everyone was zagging, and I went with wide receivers, and I'm pretty 
after a year looking back on it, I'm happy I did that. Especially in a full point PPR league, but yeah, I regret taking Trevor Lawrence in the second round. Should have should have pulled the trigger on Jamar Chase. I really wanted him. I didn't think he would survive till round three, and he didn't. So that was live and learn on that one. All right. Well, that will do it again. Dennis, thanks for coming on, talking, you know, talking with us, talking about your trades, talking about your team, talking about the Bears and things that you liked that they did didn't like of, of the NFL draft. So hopefully, how was it? I know a lot of people are scared to come on and talk. It seems like nobody wants to do it. You were the first one. How, how did it go? It's easy for me. I like to talk sports. So this is a two-hour episode, probably in large part because I can't shut up. So I don't know. I enjoy. I enjoy. As a enjoy. as a host, we didn't keep it on, you know, out or inside the the lines. But again, no. we like talking sports. So whatever. I looked down. It's at two hours. And I was like, oh shit! Like probably need to wrap this up. Oh, yeah, I bet I've gotten so many texts from the wife that I haven't even looked at yet. That she's like, what the hell are you doing down there? So She knows I'm talking to you and our conversations. Yeah. Can last. <laughs> so, We're trying to get that ad money. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on getting this published tonight. Like, I won't edit anything. It'll just come out how it comes out. And... Like I said, I, this is a new new f- thing that I'm trying out. I don't want to mess with it. I just want to see how it comes out the first time. Um, me and Jacob, we did a different platform where we were talking, and I had to go through and listen to everything over again. And there would be times where, like, Jacob's talking over me, and I'm talking over him, and things were just – I had to, like, piece things together, and it it – we'd have an hour long episode and then I'd have to listen to the hour long episode. And then I would also have to chop it up and it would take me like 45 minutes to chop up. And it was. So an hour episode took you about four or five hours when it's all set. Probably an hour episode probably took me two hours, two and a half hours to do. So while the audio quality probably won't be all that great, I don't care. It's less work for me. It's for the 10 of us guys. And we are, I think invested in enough that we do this crazy league, um, that hopefully we, you know, take time to listen to everything. Obviously left people waiting till the very end to talk to you about your process and stuff. So hopefully we know bring people on, but the idea, um, again, we had a lot of stuff to cover since our last podcast, but hopefully all of these episodes going forward. Me and Jacob will talk about ours in tandem, and hopefully that takes like 20 minutes. But everybody else, hopefully it's like a 10 to 20 minute thing, and if there's news or stuff to talk about, we'll talk about them or or big trades. But hopefully we need to do about one podcast a week um, going forward to get everybody by the July 16th startup date for the NCAA draft. I would like people to know each other's um, thought process before that draft. So either, hey, I want to get picks. I know who to contact for picks. Or, 
during the draft, I know what they want, that maybe there's like draft day trades or draft day in quotes since it's a um, a slow draft, but that you can make trades as things are going on. Like, De- like Dennis might be in, like Jacob said, hey, I need to offload these guys because i got to cut people. Well, maybe those guys are rosterable and startable for for you, Dennis, or for somebody else out there. I think those are good things for people to know. Well, heck, I don't even know if I have 30 players on my college roster, and we're supposed to have 45. And that's so that's true. I, have. Yeah, I think I've got 16 picks or something like that. Yeah. But I don't have – the players that I'm talking about cutting still have an opportunity to make the NFL. So it's not Some exactly – Some of them do. Absolutely. So. But, I mean, freaking Patrick, I have the numbers here in front of me. He's talking to Luke about it. We have 56 extra picks compared to roster spots. So even out of all the people that are going to be drafted, you're going to have a third of those players go back into the pool to be free agents. So you really have to – people who have not paid attention to the college side of things, and if you care at all, you're going to have to pay a little attention to players that are coming out because there are going to be – opportunities to get players who can better your team and it'd be a perfect chance like worst case hey i'm gonna put this guy to free agency you give me like five to ten fab dollars since we only run waivers twice so we're gonna vote on if we run it three times or not but like that would help me it would help you like things like that like hey i could spend five dollars now or 52 in four weeks Hey Luke, for two three, you want my full fab? For two three, no, yeah. I don't want your full fab. <laughs> what would a full fab get you? You can have my second round pick. What's your second round pick? I don't know. <laughs> 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 two five? Is it two five? Maybe. You can have the later one. Two ten. Maybe it's two ten. But. Um, no, but, um, I, yeah, I get, I'm just because I, players cost way more leading up to the draft and especially on draft night when they're drafted. Yep. I mean, you saw Velas Jones go in the second round, right? Second or third? Velas went third round. But all of a sudden he had value. Yeah. Tweet took him. He had, he had no value before the draft. Yeah. So if, if there's a player you like, just go get him for cheap now on the college side. Yep, Veals Jones went third pick in our NFL draft. Third. So, well, I'm going to cut it here. So, hey, thanks thanks again, guys, for, for doing this, and have a good week. Yep. Likewise. See you.